Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome. I am so glad you're joining me today. I have Dawn Orr, dog trainer who specializes in dog behavior, back with us again. And today she's going to be focusing on how to introduce people to dogs, um, how to, you know, kind of look at dogs a different way that may have been labeled aggressive. And then some of the things of proper introduction to adults, children, what are some things to avoid? And just kind of what our responsibility is around that. So, Dawn, I am so glad you're here joining me today. I am really glad to be back. This is so wonderful. I love doing this. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we see and hear on a daily basis, whether it's through the media, social media, um, just wherever, you know, someone says, a dog came out of nowhere and bit me. Um, what, What would you say your take is on this? So, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios. Um, again, in the in the dog world, nothing really happens out of the blue. Whether it's our dog or we see a strange dog on the street and that dog's running towards us. The owner of that dog knew that that dog had a certain behavior or a certain possibility of doing something. And when we have our own dogs, we know what that dog's possibilities of behavior are. So nothing happens out of the blue. We just have to be aware, understand dog language, dog behavior, dog communication, so that whether it's our dogs, we can explain to guests and friends, or whether it's a strange dog, we can have a better understanding of what might be about to happen. Okay. And I do want to mention for anyone that may want a refresher on dog um, like body language, Dawn and I did a podcast um, on that. So that might be a good thing to go back and listen to as well. Um, Don, what do you say to people that, that maybe label a dog as aggressive? So this one um, kind of really breaks my heart because so many dogs are mislabeled. Uh, I always tell, like I say, if I'm at a client's house or I'm giving a couple of one-on-ones, mislabeling a dog is like me telling you that you're an aggressive person. So I'll give an example because people are like, what do you mean? So let's say I slap you and then you react and slap me back. Does that make you an aggressive person? No, but you did have an aggressive reaction. So understanding what that dog's true behavior is, what caused that aggressive act before we can label it an aggressive dog. I just want to say, I understand and I do believe, yes, there are aggressive dogs, but most dogs labeled that aren't really aggressive. They just made a poor choice. Yeah, and a lot of it is probably driven by fear. You know, they they feel like they need to protect something, whether it's them, their owner, or, you know, some sort of resource that they find valuable. 100%. You're, you're right on that. You know, if they don't feel like they have any other recourse, instincts are going to take over, and that's their, their number one go-to. If they can't run, they don't feel like they've been understood, they have to like, oh, my gosh, let me growl, bark, or... No, you didn't listen to those. Now I've got to bite you. And Mm -hmm. it's not that that's their first thought. Yeah. So to try and avoid some of those really 
negative situations. Can you walk us through some of the proper ways to introduce an adult or a child to a dog? So this this is a this is a really good one I like. So I know we've all seen it. We've been at a in a, a store, a pet store, a park, whatever, and we see little Fifi over there that's just hopping and bopping and just prancing. She looks so happy and inviting. And then here comes a child so excited and it's like, oh my gosh, a dog. I'm trying to you know, mimic that, but they're just so high pitched that that dog may not have ever been experienced with that type of behavior and it goes into panic mode. So now that dog does have a possibility of reacting in a negative way. It's the same with people. People can walk up and dog, Oh, your dog is cute. And you can say, well, my dog's not good with people yet. That's okay. I have dogs. They love me. That's doesn't matter if your dog loves you. You don't know this dog and this dog sure as heck doesn't know you yet. Mm -hmm. So we have to, understand that just because we want to do something with a dog, we do not have the right to do that. We have to understand and respect that dog's boundaries. And when a dog is walking, he does have boundaries. And it doesn't mean I'm not telling anybody to be afraid of a dog. I'm telling you to be mindful and respectful because they deserve that. Mm -hmm. So if you see a dog you want to pet, approach it slowly. No high-pitched noises, no goo-gooing and gaga that some people say that they do. Ask the owner, is your dog friendly? Does it like being petted? May I pet your dog? May I approach your dog? And if that owner says no, you can't get your feelings hurt. You just have to understand, okay, well, that's that dog's rules because what that owner is doing is protecting their dog's life. Mm-hmm. And you know, possibly not putting your child or you in any accidental danger because you're going to have the most friendly dog But if they're nervous, again, just like we said a minute ago, they can make a poor choice. So let's be smart, respectful, and understand that they need that space. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing about that, too, is, you know, our dogs, it's kind of like we don't have any boundaries when it comes to dogs. So, like, for example, if you walked up to someone that you didn't know and all of a sudden you started, like, touching them or, you know, petting them or getting in their face, you know, you, you probably wouldn't be welcomed with a really good response. And yet we expect our dogs to be different from that. Oh, a hundred percent. I always, uh, another thing like that, I'm glad you said it. I always tell people, you know, when you're at the grocery store or whatever, and you're in the checkout line, even the self-checkout next thing, you know, the, the family comes up behind you and their cart bumping into your ankle or the kids are running around and they're touching your behind by accident and you're up there going get away from me we have the right to say that but dogs don't come on people let's 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 catch up and and be respectful that's all i'm saying yeah and their way unfortunately of doing that which we sometimes you know see as aggressive is the growl it's the warning it's the showing the teeth and you know again that's their way of communicating yeah, it is. Their growl is like our way of when we go, hey, mm-hmm. or excuse me, you know, yeah. and it's not the excuse me as in, you know, please pardon me. It's, excuse me. Like, you know what you're doing? But yeah, we get mad when a dog growls and that's their way of saying, excuse me, are you not listening to me? So we have to be mindful of a growl is not aggression. A growl is a communication. Yeah. And I like what you said about it's okay to say no. Like if someone wants to 
pet your dog or, in, you know, meet your dog. Um, and I think that we're so afraid to do that, that we end up maybe putting it, you know, everyone in a, a tough situation. And I know, like, for example, I have a dog that um, if if she ever meets anyone new, I always say, just ignore her, act like she's not even here, be a tree, don't even try to pet her if she even sniffs your hand, and then everything will be fine, you know, and as long as people can respect that and, you know, do that, then it, it always ends up well, um, but that's where I think it's so important, and I had to learn that, you know, she had to kind of show me what she needed, and and as long as people can kind of pick up on what is it their dog needs and communicate that, I think that so many things could be, I mean, I, I know, you know, there's always those things that happen, but some of the things could be avoided. Absolutely. And I love when you said, as long as short sentence right there, huge effect and huge meaning behind it, really. So that is where, you know, we talked about the owner saying no and not being nervous. We've got to remember that dogs can't talk. And even though they, they don't talk in human language. So even though they are talking, humans don't take the time or truly understand what their dog is saying. So we as a pet owner have to be our dog's voice. Mm-hmm. We have to be their advocate and learn that, listen, my dog's not comfortable in these situations until they get to know you, just like you were talking about. And just flat go, I'm sorry, this is how it has to be. And if we hear from the other side, well, that's okay. I know dogs. I understand you know dogs, but you don't know this dog. So if you can't abide by what I'm asking you to do, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. You, you you remove yourself or they have to leave the situation. Mm-hmm. So that way we can, because we can't depend on the as long as we have to stand firm. It's like the same way we do with our children. If a stranger had come up to our child and, you know, we didn't know what they were doing. We're not going to go, well, maybe nothing bad will happen. It's that the whole excuse me is going to come to play mm-hmm. and we're going to step in and take control of it. Get away from my kid. I don't know you. That's it. And we have to learn to do that with dogs. And I'm not saying because we think our dog is, is, is fearful and will bite, but even though our dog can be the most friendliest dog in the world, they just need to be greeting other people politely and slowly so they don't get overexcited because mm-hmm. an overexcited dog can accidentally scratch a person. They can have their nail just a little too long. It's not just about bites. It's everything because I have seen on, like you mentioned earlier, social media, you know, this dog mauled somebody or whatever. And that just, that word just is like, makes me want to scream inside. And you can distinctly tell that they were claw marks Mm. because the dog was just excited jumping. So again, Learn what is really going on. Quit labeling and quit jumping to these conclusions before you know the facts. You be respectful. Listen to the owner. And the owner has to understand, I this is my job. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I'm clocked. The minute you put your dog on a leash, you're on the clock. Period. Yeah. So what would be a few, just a couple of pointers you could give to parents out there who do have maybe some younger children And, you know, they want to run up and they love dogs and, you know, they're like, oh, here's a dog because they have a dog at home and they maybe perceive that every dog is friendly. Um, Maybe just a couple of tips that you could, um, you know, give to the listeners for those parents. You know, I would say number one is what you've got to learn how to to greet other dogs. 
You've got to learn to be polite so that you can teach your children. Hey, I know that dog is cute. So let's walk up slowly, be calm. Let's not talk real fast and go up and ask that nice gentleman if his dog is friendly and may I pet your dog. Mm-hmm. And you don't make another move until that owner gives you an answer. You don't try to sneak a little pet in there. You just, you have to wait. Mm-hmm. Number two is when, let's say an owner does say yes, the most abused gesture that adults do, now kids learn it, is they go up to a dog and they stick the back of their hand in that dog's face. The dog is now cross-eyed, can't really see you well. And of course, he's going to be a little nervous because you're blocking his view. You are aggressive, even though you're like, oh, smell me. Dogs can smell you from an upright, calm position. So just approach nice, sweet, calm, stand there. If the owner says yes, let the dog sniff you. The minute the dog comes up to you and goes, oh, I'm good, then you can pet the dog. Mm -hmm. Kind of, even though the owner said yes, still be a little bit calm. Let the dog say, okay, now I'm good with it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So now that we've talked a little bit about some of the ways to introduce an adult or child to a dog, what would be some of the things we want to avoid? With, um, you know, like I said, let's say I'm taking my dog. Number one, I don't, if my dog has not been well socialized, and by socialized, I mean has learned to be in social situations calmly. What, can a dog handle crowds? Can it handle kids playing on a playground? Can it handle traffic? All of those things and remain calm. If my dog is not ready for that, slow down, back up, and then start going a little bit slower. You know, go to the playground that you can see, but you don't have to be near till the dog gets used to all those noises. So you want to make sure you don't push your dog too far because it's not fair to them. You know, well, we went to the park last week and it was fine, but there was nobody at the park last week. Now you've pulled up and there's a, there's two carnivals going on or, I don't know, some family reunions or something. Watch your dog. Is your dog still comfortable? Is it is it at ease? Is it walking calmly? If it's not, turn around. Go somewhere else. It's, the dog's not going to go, oh, I hate you now because we left. It's just going to be, I don't know where we're going, but I'm with you. Yay me. Mm-hmm. So let's be smart about that. So what what else would be something like as far as, like people, how they approach dogs, like what would be some things that you would say, you know, like don't lean over or, you know, things like that. Very great point because I I get so stuck on the hand gesture that people do all the time. And absolutely, again, anytime we go over a dog's head, which it's instinct for us because the dog is smaller, you know, we've got little Fifi the doodle down here or the Pekingese and we want to get right down there, but we always come right over their head. Again, that's, not that it's threatening as in we mean it threatening, but anytime you're over their head, they're like, whoa, what's what's going on? So squat if you need to. Once again, I, I can't stress enough, make sure that the owner says my dog is super friendly. Yes, he will be okay with you doing that. So squat a little bit, stand there, let the dog come into your area. I've got something, again, this, this part isn't scientific, but I, it helps people remember. I've got what I call a bubble. My bubble is from my fingertip extended to my other fingertip on my other hand extended. So I'm just going to stand there. And if I've asked to pet a dog and that dog comes into my bubble, that tells me that dog's okay with me touching it. Mm -hmm. If he's standing off, 
or he's like looking at me, I'm not going to approach his bubble because mm-hmm. he has a bubble as well. Mm-hmm. So again, be calm, be slow. Again, get rid of that high pitched noise and voice that we do. Uh, squat, just relax. Don't reach out towards the dog. Just the more still you are, the more calm. Most dogs will go, why, why aren't you paying attention to me? He's going to get into your space and go, okay, I'm, hello, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So let's just don't push it. Right. Well, and also kind of going back to dog body language, um, you know, I would think too, like if the dog is, you know, if the tail is way tucked or if the ears are, you know, kind of, I don't know, a certain way, you look at that dog and you think, oh, he's, you know, he's okay, but he's just a little scared. But fear can also create a really bad situation. Oh, absolutely. Even in us, and you know, I don't want to relate it to just dogs. It's anything because instinct is always going to take over. We have instincts. Somebody jumps out and says, boo, we automatically, we will either jump, you know, yell, or some people swing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's an instinct. So if we are startled, we are going to react. Dogs, Mm -hmm. if they aren't sure, they're going to react. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we went boo to the dog, but their, their tail was tucked and they were telling you, hey, um, I'm not really comfortable. And if we force it, they feel like they have no recourse sometimes. Right, right. So what are some of the things like, for example, I think a lot of us, we, you know, even if we have a dog that we've always had or we've just recently adopted a dog or whatever it may be, we tend to want to rush our dogs into being friends with, you know, anybody that they come in contact with. How can we start to kind of determine what that dog's threshold is? And maybe if you could talk a little bit about what we're referring to when when we talk about threshold. Uh, Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, number one is go slow. Go slow with everything. You have to let that dog know. And I'm not saying every morning you wake up, okay, here's what's going on today. With your calm behavior, your, your reassurance every day. You're not pushing them. You kind of let them go at their pace a little bit. I'll give an example. So you just rescued a dog, and maybe it's never been on a hardwood floor. And you're like, what are you doing? Come on, come on, come on. And it's over there in full-on panic mode. And we go over and force it. Now you've created a negative um, association with that hardwood floor and you because you forced it. Mm -hmm. So no matter what behavior your dog comes to you with, go slow. Think of them like a baby. Would you get mad or yell at a baby at one years old because it can't tie its shoe yet or, you know, it didn't play with its um, toy mobile properly? Slow down, guys. They are not adults. They don't speak adult language. So go slow. And then you're once you really get to teach that dog that, hey, I'm going to feed you. You're always going to be safe. And I promise you, you'll always be provided for trust will start to happen. Mm-hmm. It might take two months, depending on what they've had going on. Right. It might take six months to a year. But once it happens, you're going to, the feeling that will overcome you is amazing. And then you're going to have those certain dogs that will never be totally okay in certain, certain situations. So again, to back up to where it's our responsibility to be our dog's voice and advocate, then we just don't put that dog in that situation. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a life-threatening situation where we have to force it. Right. Other than that, you just don't do it. The prime example is company comes over. Family, some of the, not picking on family out there, 
but family members are some of the worst. They come in and they just like, it's their house too. And in a manner of speaking, it is, but do they pay your mortgage? Do they pay your rent? Are they buying your dog's food? If they're not, it's your house, your rules. And if you say, come in, don't look at the dogs, just, just ignore them, please. Don't, don't try to pet them until they're comfortable. Then they will let you know, hey, um, do you see me down here? If they can't abide by that, I love you, but um, we're going to have to talk outside in the yard or something until your dog is safe. Because gosh forbid, you don't want them because they think they know better to cause your dog to panic, regress in his rehabilitation, or nip them. Mm -hmm. So that is a threshold. We've pushed it too far. Um, Anytime a dog is letting you know that I'm not really comfortable, they're, they're shaking, even if they're just like, I call it cowering in a corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe that in words, really, but they're kind of tucked. They're looking at you from the side of their face, letting you know, I don't know, that this is too noisy for me. There's too many people. The kids are like loud. I, don't come up and go, it's okay, it's okay, and try to pet that dog because they're not going to be very receiving of that, mm-hmm. that action. So learning those behaviors are going to be crucial and I'm glad you brought up about, you know, that podcast we did. I can't stress enough. If you haven't listened to that, I really would because knowing those behaviors in your dog and other dogs are going to be so eye-opening mm-hmm. in what you've been doing with your dog for so long unintentionally. I don't think people wake up and go, well, I'm going to screw my dog's life up now. But we just don't know what we don't know until somebody says, oh, you didn't know that yet. Yeah. Let's do it this way. Well, and I like the analogy that you used with, you know, a baby and what our our level of expectations are, you know, and that's where I think we can, you know, we think it's a dog. Come on. You should be comfortable with this or whatever. But it's a living being with emotions and maybe a background that we have no idea you know, about, and we're expecting them to just meld in with our family, you know? And so I think we just need to have compassion for the fact that if they're scared, they're scared. And we want to, you know, maybe just help them through that and, you know, instead of push them through it. Absolutely. And I can't stress enough, and I know I've said it a few times, but it's all about going slow. And I always like to give analogies so people or, or situations I worked with a dog that, that actually came to stay with me for a while. I didn't know its history. They just said he doesn't respond to new people very well. And he seems very afraid. And I brought this dog in and I was literally sitting on my on my sofa and I picked up the remote control. And that dog cowered and flinched so much that you would have thought I was going to hit him. Mm. I only picked up a remote control. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is insane. Mm-hmm. So I just had to go slow and from the other side of the room, pick up the remote and just lay it down so he could see me doing it, but not approach him with anything. Mm-hmm. And same, he did the same thing with just a cup of water. I picked up a glass of water. and I, I have no clue what this dog went through, but every movement of your hand up just set this dog off. And somebody coming over and doing that un- unknowingly mm-hmm. could have pushed that dog over a threshold. Sure. So that's what we're saying by, you know, thresholds are just so many so if you learn behaviors you can go oh how are you doing you can come over your dog's a little nervous so i'm just going to visit you and then that's they know the dog will go whoo they're not paying attention to me i can i can come out and venture a little bit more let me investigate yeah so we don't have to pet a dog just being in 
the same vicinity as a dog is enough for a while. And, you know, the other thing, too, I think is especially if the dog is showing signs of stress in a, you know, maybe a holiday situation or, you know, party or whatever it might be, you know, it's okay that the dog isn't part of the party, you know, put it in its crate, you know, give it a bone, you know, give it something that can help soothe them. You know, Rescue Remedy is a great, you know, tool for helping to balance the emotions. CBD, you know, there's some things that, you know, we can help them with, you know, to try to even remove them from the situation so that they're not so stressed and then you're stressed because they're stressed. Absolutely. And that goes back to, like like I said, go slow, Mm -hmm. be ready. You know, your dog's not ready for a bunch of people and they're coming over in three weeks. Just like you said, get them used to the CBD, get used to that, that thing. So you know how, one, how much to give because every dog needs a different amount. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, one dosage might work for Fido, but Fifi needs twice that. Yeah. So you just don't know until you've tried it. And then, Start making positive associations with a lot of noise. I mean, YouTube's one of the best places I go for noise. Children on a playground, look it up, put it on your TV as loud as you can go. For a second, give the dog food or a treat. Mm-hmm. Start, you know, teaching them that, oh, that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Planes, car horns, you name it. And I'm not saying to blare it until all the dogs are going to get used to it or else. No, it's about two or three seconds, positive engagement. Mm-hmm. Two or three seconds positive. Then when the situation arises, they won't be so quick to go into full-on panic attack. Yeah. And you won't go in to, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do attack as well? Mm-hmm. So they feed off of us. We feed off of them. We just have to step out of that bubble and be the strong ones that go, I've got this. I know what to do. It's going to be okay, baby. Let me take care of you. Well, and one of the things that I just thought about is we're coming up on the 4th of July, and that. I think from what I've heard tends to be one of the days that the shelter, like July 5th is when the shelter is full of dogs because they jumped out of their fence or, you know, cause they were scared out of their mind. And I think sometimes, you know, we want to take them to the park where the fireworks are or whatever. And, you know, again, if you've got a dog that's been conditioned to that and they don't, you know, really care that's one thing. But if you've got, you know, a dog that's more on the scared side and, you know, you know, has a problem with thunderstorms or whatever. Um, again, I think we just need to find out what their threshold is. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you can have a dog that has been, you know, they've been to seven different, you know, 4th of July events with me. Doesn't mean you can go to an event without them and just leave them in the backyard mm-hmm. because there are some areas where we live that shoot off fireworks for three days all night long and it can actually be that one moment can be too much and they can get loose and you know it can be worse than just a shelter so keep your dog safe sure yeah keep them in the house crank up the tv fans whatever you have to do along with the other things we talked about you know the cbd you know thunder shirts whatever so they can go okay i'm scared but i'm gonna be okay I'm going to make it. My people said I'm going to make it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Well, so in general, what would you say is the role and the responsibility, say, of a dog owner it, as it relates to kind of taking your dog out in public, having guests over? How would you kind of just maybe summarize that for, for the listeners? So 
I, I know I said it earlier, but my number one thing that I will tell everybody or ask, what is your role in your dog's life? And I won't give them a hint. I mean, I'll let them say 10 different things until they get close. I can't stress enough. Your role is to protect and provide for your dog. And provision isn't just a cool, you know, home to live in, a warm home in the, in the winter. You know, it's not about food. It's about everything. I will provide you safety. I will provide you security. I will provide you safe, loving arms to be safe in. Come back to me. You will be safe. I'm going to say that word a hundred times because once a dog learns that they're safe, they'll follow you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know I said provide and protect, but protection is about then protecting them from other people, other dogs. Mm-hmm. But if you don't provide, you can't protect because they're not going to trust you enough to protect them. They're going to panic and they're going to do what they're going to do. What I mean by that, let's say a dog comes up and I haven't done any of the reassuring aspects of the providing. They're going to, here's a dog coming and my human's not doing something. Shoot. I need to do something myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas we want a dog to go, okay, I'm nervous, but I know my human's got it. Mm-hmm. And they'll get behind us or whatever. And it doesn't make them an afraid dog. That makes them a dog that trusts their person mm-hmm. to do what they need to do. So we have to do those two things, understand what they mean. That will help you in every aspect of what you need to do. That's awesome. So anything that you would just like to, anything else you would like to add, just as we're kind of um, ending today's episode? My biggest thing is be, be your pet's advocate. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed because they can't talk. Only we can. And people don't listen to us sometimes, but we have to be louder than them. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to have a yelling bout, but I'm like, I said, no, I mean, no, I'm sorry if your feelings are hurt, but that's on you. It's my dog, my job. Thank you very much. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that sometimes is a hard thing, you know, because it is hard to sometimes set that boundary with people, but it is necessary, especially if you have a dog that You just don't know. There is that little chance, you know, and really there is a chance for any dog um, given the right situation. So things happen. I mean, uh, we can have something that is unexpected, but unexpected and out of the blue is different. Sure. Absolutely. Good point. Well, Dawn, this has been so helpful. And I know that um, a lot of people are going to see that, you know, hopefully be able to take away some some ideas on how to introduce the, you know, children to their dogs, how to introduce adults, um, and maybe just, you know, kind of think through what their role is, you know, with their, with their dogs. So hopefully, um, hopefully there's a lot of, uh, I guess, takeaways from today's episode. And I appreciate you being here. I hope so too. And thank you so much. I, I love, I love sharing my knowledge with dogs and just helping dogs. So whatever we can do, let's do it. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. We'll see you next time. Thanks. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.